Yo, what up, chat? Uh, not too much. How you doing, Denzel? I'm fucking fantastic. Good. That's what I like to hear. Yeah, man. Uh, it's it's been a great week. End. Yeah. The, the slavery has officially begun. Although it's not slavery, I'm being hyperbolic when I call it slavery because, of course, I'm being paid. I'm being paid very well. Uh, some refer to that as uh, wage cuckery. Wage cuckery. I yes. am a wage cuck. Yes. As am I. <laughs> Shout out to all the wage cucks in the world. Uh, doing your business. Yeah, man. I want to start off the show today by saying thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, this will be the last episode. Just Farewell. Just We're kidding. done. <laughs> <laughs> we out this bitch. I just want to say that a second call-in show is happening on Saturday, April the 22nd. Second. Segundo. 11 a.m. PST. PDT. PDT. Daylight PDT. time. Daylight time. There was a long time I didn't realize that PST and PDT were like two different things. I thought it was always just PST. But then I saw PDT. I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, yeah, it's daylight time. Got it. Yep. Okay. Most people just reduce it to PT. Yeah. I mean, specific. We know. Daylight saving time is so fucking stupid. It's it's a relic of the past. We probably should get rid of it. But Yeah. Somebody made a neat little map, which was a meme. So I can't <laughs> cite it as an actual source. <laughs> but they basically showed what it would look like if all of the states were off of daylight saving time. And it looks pretty great. I mean, yeah, because... There's a lot more complicated issues because some states are on daylight savings time. Some aren't. So, like, if you're on the border between Nevada and Arizona, Arizona doesn't do daylight savings time. Nevada does. You can be time traveling all day. Fuck that. What if you go to the Four Corners? You know, I have no idea about those states. You know, what's really funny is it's the your your phone automatically sets the time for where you are. Yeah. So I bet that gets really really fucky in those border towns. <laughs> yeah. Because it probably bounces around on GPS or not GPS but off of cell towers. Sure, yeah. And it it probably gets really nuts. Yeah, you're late to work and then you're early for work. Yeah. It's fucking insane, I bet. It was really stupid cuz I I my situation with Arizona and Nevada, that was a real thing that happened to me. Oh. And long story short, we had to go to a store. We were staying in Nevada, but all the stores were in Arizona. And we thought we would be there on time. But those stores closed an hour earlier than <sighs> we were accounted for. We're like, fuck. That sucks. It's dumb. That's fucking garbage. Yeah. Daylight savings time is garbage. We should abolish it. Fuck everybody who likes it. It's it's pointless. It's <laughs> I agree. So let's get into some questions from the subreddit, realnerdhours.reddit.com is the address. You can uh, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. You can smash get on that the, button. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, this is Real Nerd Hours. Smash that MF like button if you're still up. Hell yeah. I, we should just start posting this real late at night. We should. Yeah. Yo, this is Real Nerd Hours. Smash that MF like. To be fair, we have some viewers all over the world so it could be their nighttime anyway that's true those could be the real nerd hours shit that's uh. real fuck time it's only it's a social construct <laughs> <laughs> all right so the first question comes from sofa man what's one thing slash show slash game you like that nobody else likes 
I don't have any of those. I didn't see this question before. So we'll get there. for me, the way that I kind of deal with things, I've been a shut in for a while. Like I was real keyed into what people thought was popping prior to 2015. But post that, it, I've been kind of cooking on my own. Sure. And that stuff doesn't concern me as much anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't really care what people like, what people don't like, because I fuck with me. There I you fuck go. with me heavy. Uh. And my tastes are my tastes. Now, as far as recommendations go, if I know what sort of things people like, I can kind of gauge whether or not I'll like it. Sure. And sometimes sometimes it's on point. Sometimes it works for me. Sometimes it doesn't. Such as anime recommendations. Something like Gintama. I don't know. what. I, as it turns out, I had a text message from somebody, strangely enough, same day recommending Gintama <laughs> to me. Uh, same day as last week's show, excuse yes. me. And I looked at it post-show, and I kind of was just like, I'm not going to watch this. I know what your tastes are. They yeah. suck. So <laughs> I know if you like this, it's probably not not going to be up my alley. I've got a few friends like that. Oh, you like this? Nine nah, about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, as as for movies, one of my favorite movies that I, w- that I loved to show people was be cool and it, it's this is that marky or is it brad pitt movie no it's is that cool world i'm thinking of that might be cool world okay because i'm not sure which one you're thinking of <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's the sequel to get shorty i actually hadn't seen get shorty until recently but i saw be cool a little bit after it came out but long story short john travolta is an ex-mobster he's getting into the music production business and there's this whole game oh. of like people backstabbing each other and that's just the one doing with all like shit. Cedric the Entertainer yeah. and all those guys it's got Vince Vaughn it had The Rock as a gay man in, in like one of his first acting roles nice it's really funny but what I found out <laughs> straight up only black people like this movie oh really straight up oh like nice. it's not really a black movie but if you're not really into just, I don't know what it is it's not even like hood it's just something about it. Like only the only people I know who like that movie are black people. Just like only white people like Soul Plane. Oh God, that movie. Soul <laughs> Plane, and it had Tom Arnold finger pop. Oh no, that was uh, what's his name? John Witherspoon finger popping a baked potato. Oh my God. Oh, fucking a. <laughs> who thought that was a good idea? Uh, Kevin Hart, I guess. <laughs> Jeez. Rory says, so Kendall Jenner is in a dumbass ad and doesn't know shit or do shit for important causes. Meanwhile, Emma Watson is on her feminist world tour with the United Nations and you call her plain? Shake my head. (laughs) Keeping things light, if your girl was up the duff, pregnant, for those of you who don't speak UK, (laughs) would you abort? Keeping things light. Keeping <laughs> things light. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, we we don't do controversial topics on this show. Uh, just real quick, uh, calling her plain is a reference to her looks, her yes. face. She seems very ordinary, very girl next door. Yes. Whereas Kendall Jenner could get it. On on my scumbag shit, I sink them nudes. Oh yeah, me too. I sink them. I mean, I, and I, as I, as OG Mako says, I saw your bitch and I wasn't impressed on nothing. <laughs> Look up, bitch, you guessed it. That's a- Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, but to answer your question, am I ready to be a father? Fuck that. No. I We're getting that shit out. I'm pro-choice all day. Dog, to me, this is kind of something that I struggle with. I'm super ambivalent about... or ambivalence not the right word i'm very indifferent about things right and i'm very aware that having a child at my age would fucking ruin my life but i will say that i mean it's up to her it's it's really up to her i'm not to say that i would like try to make the decision or the decision is even up to me but like i can like whatever dude if you want to keep the baby that's fine as long as as long as she's got like a family on her side and i've got uh an evil stepmother that i dislike and my dad who's chill as fuck uh, (laughs) like i'll be chilling i'll be chilling i'll just drop the kid off at my aunt and uncle's house they have there are a lot of kids over there they i'm sure they like kids yeah there you go Yeah, nah, my girl's less ready for kids than I am, so that is not, that ain't happening. Uh, Yeah, fair enough. I mean, you got to have your shit together. I mean, people who, a lot of people who have kids don't have their shit together when they have kids. And then their kids probably also won't have their shit together. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, I mean, just just a, wait for it until time is right. Use a can. condom, goddamn it! Oh, I ain't doing that. Use it. <laughs> <laughs> That's his Puerto Rican side coming out. Hell yeah, it condoms. Is. What are those? <laughs> I got foreskin. I don't need that. <laughs> Null reference asks, "What is your most conservative political stance?" Well, I am staunchly pro-life. Uh, every child is sacred. Uh, abortion is murder. <laughs> <laughs> uh, honestly, this goes back to kind of that first question we answered. I don't. I I'm not really super aware of what is conservative and what isn't. For me personally, I think it's really stupid to try to label things. Just sure. to kind of. I mean, I understand the need to categorize things, but not every shoe fits every person. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Of so, course. I mean, I would say that I have conservative views if I had to guess, but asking me which ones they are, it's hard to tell. Gotcha. And I mean, every time I say some shit like, oh, I'm, this is a conservative belief that I have. Some fuck boy comes out the woodwork and says, no, that's actually libertarian. Oh, or, yeah. Or that's actually left leaning. Yeah. It's like, well, I don't, I, fuck it, whatever. Fuck politics forever. Yeah. Part of the the trick with that is that when you go so far left or so far right, they start to blur. So you can say like, oh, fuck the government as a leftist. Or you can say, fuck the government as as being conservative. Yeah. But uh, for me, I'm down with the death penalty. Like a lot of bleeding heart liberals are really against that. But I figure if uh, someone is totally beyond redemption, fuck them. Why waste the taxpayer dollars? I I agree with the death penalty in theory. The issue that yeah the, I know the, there's a lot of like <laughs> the law the justice system the laws surrounding a lot of yeah. things. I agree with a lot of things in theory, but once you yeah. start throwing people in the mix, it's kind of just like well yeah things get really fucked up. I I think it should only be reserved for absolute slam dunk cases where you have you know countless witnesses where you like when you know this dude did it like dylan roof for example yeah when you have 
irrefutable evidence that right. this person did it. And that was like in his case, that was such a heinous crime. And he did it while being at least relatively sound of mind. You know, this is someone who made his choice and his choice was destructive. And I don't want him to be a burden on our society any further. Get rid of him. And the cops still took him to get fucking Burger King. Know, that's some shit. Yeah, dog. That's fucked. That's super fucked. God, fuck that guy. Yeah, fuck him. Fuck him. Okay, so Al Knight asks, just caught back up and I was glad to see Pinoy on the show. Hell yeah. Love me some bison. Question for Denzel. You seem like a man who samples the online dating. Which platforms suck less than the others? Asking for a friend. <laughs> for a friend. <laughs> well, I hope your friend has has good luck. Um, different parts of the world have different popular platforms. Okay, Cupid might be popping in America. Tinder might be popping in America. But down in Brazil, it might be something like Badu or Zusk. Or in Germany or Belgium, it might be something like Bumble or what have you, right? In an ideal world, because I'm a lazy, lazy person, <laughs> I would rather use something like Bumble. Because what Bumble does is it forces anybody who, who men match with on the app, the woman has to initiate contact with them. Mm. And the reason why I prefer that is because there has to be definite interest there. Right. And the the most irritating thing about online dating is the fact that you send a message out into the ether and you don't know if it's well received or not. Yeah. And you just don't really hear anything back. When every and, text is a risky text. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With with Bumble, in theory, it really works because it's the same thing as Tinder, except girls have to message you first. That, all right. <laughs> but I've seen studies online, and because facts don't really matter. We're past that. The issue that I saw come up was people use it for an ego boost. Oh, They yeah. just want to match with somebody to know that somebody's still attracted to them or whatever. I would also rid the world of that. Yeah. And, uh, add the fact that women would need to be confident more confident enough to use a platform where they have to reach out to you first. Yeah. Because those are a lot of those women on that platform are very type a because mm. they, or very controlling you. you yeah. Kinda, yeah. Kind of got to suss that out. Yeah. I mean, it, it seems, you know, similar enough to Tinder where enough people would use it. But yeah, because it does give that level of control to women, which makes sense for a lot of reasons, but because it does give that level of control, it does seem like it would attract a slightly different crowd because, you know, everyone knows Tinder, but fewer people know Bumble. And since there's that added level of security, you know, it's yeah, I think it's a great platform in theory mm -hmm. again in theory a lot of things are great in theory a lot but of things then when you add in people who just want an ego boost or you add in women who will just swipe right on everyone yeah it's it doesn't that platform doesn't work out for the best so if you're if you're saying that you want your friend wants to get into online dating i would say start with something like okay cupid because not only is it free but you can openly message anybody and it's not going to destroy you if you're not your friend. Uh, <laughs> it's not going to destroy your friend if they're not getting many matches. And that's kind of one of the things that I discovered using a lot of online dating. It's somewhat soul crushing in that you may be on there forever and 
it's it's kind of hard to explain. One of the best ways that I can talk about this is in terms of doing stand-up comedy, which I used to try to do. Mm-hmm. I was never very good. I, I don't know. Bl- you, you had a set that murdered me. Oh, geez. Was it that time that I roasted that fat dude? Yeah. Oh, my God. I was fucking I was dying. on fire that night. Oh, it was great. All right. So to kind of backtrack, there was a time in 2000, what, 11 or 12? 11. It was in 2000. No, no, no. Early, early, early 2012. Early 2012. So in early 2012, I did this stand-up competition, and I got fucking plastered. I, I, it was basically a time in my life where I would go to anime conventions, and I would just drink all day, and I still do. Right. Just we're, we're still part of this time in your life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was, it was right when I started, so I had no, no limits. No limits. That was our first ALA being 21. Yeah, that was the best part, too. <laughs> yeah. And there was this guy who went on stage. He was basically, he was an overweight black guy. And he was doing hack jokes about black people. Yeah. About how he couldn't read, how he couldn't do X, Y, or Z and, because he was black. And I went up right after him. And all I did was tear him to fucking shreds. It was merciless. I just roasted your boy. And towards the end of the set, he was so upset about it that he flipped a chair. And I will never forget this. I saw him flip the chair. The whole room saw him flip the chair. And I just look at him. I smile. And I look at the crowd. And I say, he flipped the chair because he realized he couldn't eat it. And the whole room fucking erupts. Dies. I'm sitting next to him. And I'm literally falling out of my chair. I'm sitting next to the dude getting roasted. (laughs) It was fucking brutal. Um, That was the one time I did well. But outside of that, I've always come up short and i've never i always tried to do like esoteric jokes like way above your head jokes and shit yeah but that because it's not funny when you do that it's not funny at all (laughs) you have to really have the crowd on your side yeah you have to build up an audience before you can shout out to bo burnham (laughs) shout outs to greg proops propes Oh yeah, that dude. All right, it, all that aside, aside. Yes. <laughs> when when I went to go do stand up comedy at open mics to get some practice in, one of the most humbling experiences is when you go into a room with a joke that you know is funny, something that you know is funny. You can tell it to a stranger and they'll fucking laugh. Yeah. And you go into a room with a bunch of other starving stand-up comedians and not in LA where there are people who will be gracious and laugh because oh I remember when I was when I was in your position yeah. three weeks ago <laughs> and, and I'll, I will give you a pity laugh no these are people who want to be in LA so fucking badly that they that they go to open mic nights in San Diego to kind of build themselves up more so they can go out to LA and try to be a success but as we all know it's a city of failure everybody goes there only a few people succeed so on and so forth yay when you go in there and you tell a joke that you think is gonna kill and the room is dead silent because this is your first time doing it or maybe your second time and you haven't caught on and the room is dead silent it's it's it sucks all the energy out of you i believe it it's it's meant so you could practice and get practice in front of people and eventually whoever's running the open mic night may or may not give you a shot. Mm-hmm. Whereas with online dating, you go on there and you say, okay, this picture is fucking fantastic. I look great. This picture is fucking fantastic. Look at me smile. That smile, my breadwinner. You go on there 
and you're swiping and you're swiping and you're swiping and you get zero fucking matches and you're just like dude what what am i doing wrong here <laughs> what's wrong with me and it, it's not necessarily even a problem where you can say okay well i can do a b and c and this will fix the problem it's not like fixing a fucking car yeah it's just wrong audience wrong time it could be so many fucking factors you could have deleted your profile too soon. You could have, <laughs> like, somebody could have joined the following day that you could have met and gotten along with well. Whereas with something like OkCupid, you can reach out to people and aid their first impression with, like, a funny message or something insightful. Uh, here's a tip for OkCupid. Read, not, not read specifically, <laughs> skim the profile. Yeah. Skim the profile, see if anything catches your eye. Look at a few of the pictures. Make a comment in regard to something that's on the profile. Because some people will write huge tomes dedicated to themselves because they're a narcissistic <laughs> piece of shit and they want you to suffer. I've seen profiles that are like 3,000 words long. Dog. <laughs> and they expect you to read all of it. And at the bottom of the page, it says, You, sh- you should message me if. fuck out of here if you just read this if you just read my dissertation about myself exactly a lot of those profiles say that kind of shit god but i mean online dating is a fucking bitch and that's the way that society is moving so you kind of have to get with it or get lost someone like okay cupid or plenty of fish plenty of fish at least in my experience Here's the here's tiered list for how where the good-looking women are, right? Starting at the very bottom. Plenty of fish. <laughs> okay, Cupid. Tinder, and then Bumble. Uh-huh. So of those, of those four platforms, in a stack rank, that's where the hot women are. Bumble, period. But you kind of have to have your shit on lock. If you're not, if, excuse me. Not you, your friend. Yeah, yes. If your friend doesn't have their shit on lock, if they don't have a sh- gleaming set of abs, or, oh, I have to also mention this, because Bumble is a, kind of a smaller app, you'll want to use it in a larger city. People people in middle America kind of catch on to trends slower. Yeah. Or they're, they might pick up something and put it back down if not many people are using it. Yeah. Something like Bumble, for instance. It's kind of, you just have to kind of pick which app is more popping in your area and so on and so forth. And that's a general hot tip for you. I've been doing online dating for a very long time. Very. See, it's funny. I was very close to joining Tinder shortly before I got with my girlfriend now. And I've always been curious, but I also don't want to like just join as like a ha ha. Because if I end up getting someone's hopes up, yeah, no, that's not. <laughs> that ain't nice. No, no, it's not. Conversely, you could just say fuck their feelings and just go on for the ego boost. Like yeah, a lot of that. people do. I don't need that. I, I went on there with Young Swolzy once. Oh, man. And shit, that, that talk about soul crushing. Oh. That was next level shit. We have a friend who's an abnormally good looking chap. Yeah, he's... um. He's got muscles on his muscles. Yeah. And that, yeah, that didn't work out. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to see what would happen. And as it turns out, exactly what you would think would yeah. happen. <laughs> <laughs> Could have guessed this one. Exactly. 
Eric Luster asks, since the rise of social media, what are you guys' thoughts of children and elders getting more involved in platforms like Facebook, YouTube, etc., etc.? I mean, it was kind of an inevitability. You know, there's media designed for all ages. There's going to be all ages using your stuff. I don't think kids should really be on social media because it really warps your perception of the world. Some of it good, some of it bad, but it'll warp the shit out of your perceptions. Old people, I don't... Okay, yeah, so grandma doesn't really get how subtweeting works, but... <laughs> <laughs> but I... Whatever. She can do what she wants. I don't I don't really mind either. I, I agree to a certain extent about children on social media. I think it'll create bad habits, and I don't want to have to deal with some shitty 16-year-old who has spent their entire lives on the internet talking to me like I'm fucking some guy posting memes on Twitter yeah. when I go to the gas station to buy a bottle of water. They, I don't want some fucking kid saying epic meme to me in oh, real life. Fuck out of here. Please don't. Yeah, yeah, that kind of stuff. I, mean, I need to mitigate that as much as possible. Exactly. <laughs> so f- stay the fuck off the internet, children. Yeah. I mean, fuck. I mean, most of those things, there is technically a minimum age requirement. Like, you have to be, like, 13 or whatever to, to sign up. But, of course, you can just lie about your age anyway. But Yeah. I lied about my age a lot on the internet. Yeah, I think a lot of us have. <laughs> Question have, which is his name on... Uh, okay. Question have, <laughs> have a question. <laughs> he asked, do you like Ko? Ko is a Japanese rapper who was featured on the song Itjima by Keith Ape. He was on there with Occasion and some other guy. I don't remember. Jay All Day, I believe. Mm-hmm. Ko is dope. He's on a few songs with Andy Milanakis. He's got he's got bars like I don't understand what he's saying, but he's pretty sick. Yeah, sounds good when he spits. Yes, exactly. And yeah, I do. I like his. I like him. Yeah, um, I hadn't heard of him, but I clicked that link there, and yeah, no, it's good stuff. Yeah, definitely. Sean Galt says. Does Chet make sure to live up to his namesake by practicing the ancient Nihonese code of honor at all times, including while operating a motor vehicle? Well, I uh, I refreshed myself on the uh, the codes of Bushido and uh, all of its precepts. It's really not that difficult to uh, to live up to it. Basically, you're just supposed to be an honorable person and kind of not be a dick. So yeah, I yeah I earned it. Also. I forgot the name of the term, but yes, I will test my sword on random strangers at a crosswalk. I do that. Fuck out of here. (laughs) (laughs) Do you drive honorably at all times? Do you drive like a samurai? I drive like a samurai. (laughs) Shit. (laughs) I have a Suzuki samurai. (laughs) I have a Geo Metro. Hell yeah. (laughs) Mellowed asks three questions. The first one being, do you agree with Dick Masterson politically in any respects? I mean, he's libertarian, so socially we're probably pretty well aligned where I don't give a fuck whatever other people do. Just leave me alone and we're good. So I, as far as I know, yeah, he's the same way. Personally, I have no idea. I don't know what he actually believes and what he doesn't. Yeah, there's it's, also that. <laughs> that's It's tough to pin down. And not to say that I even care to pin any of it down. It's just that 
I mean, it's tough to tell sometimes. Sure. I mean, as with most people, as with most smart people, <laughs> it's tough to tell where they land unless if they tell you. Sure. You know, it's he's a nice guy. I mean, and that's all that really matters, right? <laughs> he's a nice dude. <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh, his second question is, you can only have one food when you're wasted for the rest of your life. Which is it? I'm somewhere between California burritos and ramen. I think I'm picking. I'm think I'm. I'm thinking I'm picking a California burrito with no sour cream. Because if you're if your spot is making California burritos, this is what needs to be in it: carne asada, pico de gallo, guacamole, queso, papas fritas. E sour cream, but I don't fuck with yeah, sour okay, cream. Yeah. I don't fuck with crema. Yeah. I don't fuck with any of that. Any place that makes California burritos without guac, I'm, you're done. Yeah. What the fuck kind of establishment are you running? Yeah, right. And it's like, it's not that like I love guac that much, but I know you're stiffing me. I yeah. know there's yeah. supposed to be guac on this I'm fuck out of here. I'm not paying $8 for this fucking burrito with no guac. That's dog. what I'm saying. What the fuck are you doing? And also, if if things go tits up with Mexico, I'm going to be super pissed off about avocados, dog. Yeah, man. Are you fucking kidding me? That's, avocados are that shit right there. If you don't like avocados, we're going to fight. <laughs> Period. If Rory, Rory, this is directed to you. I have a question for you. In Ireland, do they have avocados? Do you, Can you buy avocados in Ireland? They're potatoes, but they're green. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're fucking delicious. That's what. That's correct. And his last question is, uh, why do you think nerds tend to be quieter slash shyer people? Well, I think that goes back to what nerd dumb used to be when you have the popular kids and the outcasts. And the outcasts were usually the ones that weren't good at sports. They were the smarter kids. So they would use their imagination and they would read and stuff. So I think... Where our association with nerds is now their interests, it started as it was just the quiet kids that would only be interested in this stuff. You know what I'm saying? That makes yeah. yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> I think it comes from that as well as you find some people in who are actually actual nerds, not like I pretend I like these things or my dad made me watch Star Wars when I was yeah. six. So now I'm a nerd. What you find with a lot of these people is that they find refuge in sh- being a shut-in. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, you, when you don't have to deal with people, it's a lot easier to live life. And especially if you're being picked on at school or people are hassling you or people are doing things that you generally don't like. It's a lot easier for you to sit down and read a book than it is to, for you to talk to anybody. You know, that sort of thing. Yeah. And I, I definitely empathize with that because that's no, nah, I mean, I was kind of a bully as a kid, <laughs> but I definitely appreciate my me time and I respect anybody who takes their me time seriously. Yeah, you gotta enjoy the me time. Yeah. Masturbation is great. Treat yourself to a nice dick rub. <laughs> Nobody does me like me. Exactly right. Why the fuck would I want a hand job from you, lady? Uh, <laughs> you don't know me. <laughs> you don't know how to stroke this dick just right. God damn, fam. 
Me and my hand been together 12 years. <laughs> what do you know? <laughs> yeah, Rip comes through with a follow-up. Only just got around to listening. So to answer your question about what I did, it turns out I was sleeping with his girlfriend. Hell yeah. I get what you mean about cyberpunk not really being used properly. I put Snow Crash in that category and I love that book. Great stuff. Uh, so for you listening at home, yeah, Rip sent in a statement with a question appended to it, basically saying that he got his ass beat and he got headbutted. <laughs> got the shit kicked out of him. <laughs> Uh, not to laugh at your pain, but it's kind of funny. He told us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, he, yeah, he was sleeping with the guy's girlfriend, as it turns out. Doing me proud. You played the Danganronpa Ronpa games? Yeah, yeah, Danganronpa. Danganronpa Ronpa? Yeah. Danganronpa. It's, 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 it's not a real world anyway. <laughs> I don't got to pronounce your fake words properly. <laughs> They're pretty similar to Phoenix Wright. If not, music's pretty good, though. Yeah, I haven't actually played those games. I am aware of it. And I know that there was a, an anime that came out as long as alongside of it. It looks pretty cool. I like the character designs. Anytime I see someone cosplaying as Junko, I always thought that was Clover from 999. So that was what always stood out to me. But uh, yeah, I, I haven't really tried playing it or anything, but it looks pretty cool. It is very similar to Phoenix Wright from what I can tell. That's dope. Well, yeah. how do you feel about the music? Haven't listened to the music. <laughs> so you played the game on mute? No, no, I didn't actually play oh. it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You did <laughs> say that. You did say that. The, the following questions are from our email. You can shoot us an email at askrnh at gmail.com. I'm I'm actually checking the email now. Hey. <laughs> hey, Chet and Denzel. I've been... Oh, this comes from Dimitri. So, thanks for the email, Dimitri. Hey, Chet and Denzel. I've been listening through all the episodes this week. That's dedication. And I think it's great. Keep it up. Thank you. You guys mentioned something interesting about siphoning off a potentially right-wing audience from the dick show. I think the listenership isn't nearly as right-wing as you think especially on the subreddit, and I'm pretty liberal myself. For example, Cernovich was destroyed in the comment section and was one of the lowest on the rage board. Anyways, in spirit of the show, here's another anime question. Several of my friends have tried to get me into anime, and I don't really like most of what I've seen. I'm with you, Denzel. Anime sucks. The cutesy stuff and the typical tropes and fan service annoy me a lot. The stuff I like are the dark psychological thrillers with sci-fi or fantasy elements and a killer plot. Stuff like Steins Gate, Psychopaths, Shinsenkai Yori, Death Note, FMA Brotherhood, Erased. That's actually almost all the anime I've actually finished. I haven't heard you guys talk about these kinds of shows, and I was wondering what you thought about them, and potentially if you had any other suggestions for me to check out. Thanks, guys. Peace. Dimitri. Thank you, Dimitri. Yeah. And thank you, Chad. Oh, no problem. But uh, so on the on the political leanings thing, yeah, there's probably more of a, since, since the listenership is probably more younger people, the college age, they tend to be more left-leaning anyway, either that or more libertarian, but not like the traditional conservative. That's not really a young person kind of thing. 
generally speaking. Of course, there are plenty, but it's less so. So yeah, it, it would make sense that the audience is more left-wing than Dick is or Cernovich. Dog, that's Cernovich shit. I thought initially Cernovich got torn apart because he's not funny. Oh, well. <laughs> and he's the gorilla mindset and blackpilling. <laughs> that blackpilling shit was so funny. <sighs> but I thought he got ripped apart because he was kind of a cornball. Oh, well. <laughs> but, I mean, whatever. Yeah. Know, it, could, it could be a number of anything. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. As far as anime you should check out, we uh, we did a list. Yeah, but he what he's saying though is that like he's not into like oh we just, we pretty it, much just listed all shonen. Yeah, that's true. Because <laughs> that's, that's mostly true. what I watch. But no, actually, my girlfriend is really into the psychological stuff, so I get a lot of recommendations from her. But it not, I don't watch any of it because I'm not really into it. But I will give you a couple that I've gotten from her. And that's her favorite is Boogie Pop Phantom and uh, Paranoia Agent was also pretty cool. Which one was Paranoia Agent? Is that the one with the little like cat thing? No, that's um, actually, sure it might be. I didn't watch all of Paranoia Agent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I know Paranoia Agent has this kid on rollerblades with a baseball bat mm-hmm. and he beats the shit out of people. That's about as much as I remember of the show. Ooh, it was on Adult Swim for a bit. Lane as well. Oh, yeah. Serial Experiments Lane. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And uh, there was this other one about the people the people who are dead. Oh, and Kaiji. Oh, yeah. Kaiji's great. Yeah. Kaiji is really fucking good. That's It's about a man who's a gambler who has, you guessed it, gambling problems. <laughs> hey. And he gets invited to a boat to gamble on. It's fucking. It's it, a it's, sick show. It's pretty fucked up, but yeah, it's it's really cool. Right? Like high tension, um, like very intelligent show. Yeah, Death Parade is the one that. I was oh yes, about. Death Parade. Yeah, Death Parade. That one's interesting. Yeah, there's plenty. Uh, we might bring my girl on to the show at some point or another once she moves down here, so you can get the full list from her. Yeah, yeah. So this next one comes from Ryan. Since you guys liked my last story, I thought you might enjoy this one. It's a little long. At one point, I worked in my company's IT department. One day, I walked up to drop off our back backup tapes for the offsite storage, and a security guard at our front desk pulls me behind the counter and tells me to look at the security monitors. I check it out, and all I see is a guy smoking on the brake patio outside. Nothing out of the ordinary, except it was mid-shift and not break time. Been known to happen. Some guy smoking. I said, look again. I'm confused because I don't notice anything else. That guy's smoking a bowl, she says. So she hops on the phone and has a supervisor intercept the guy. Sure enough, he's busted red-handed with the bowl. Now, our company has a strict no-drug policy because we operate heavy equipment. Now, here's the kicker. If you get busted with drugs or piss hot, which they can check on site, they can fire you immediately. Unless you accept drug rehabilitation, which they're required to offer. So naturally, the guy says he'll do rehab. So a few weeks go by, and I'm noticing my weekly list of employee terminations, removing network access, etc. And I notice this dude's name is on the list. Only problem is, there's no reason for termination, which I'm required to enter per headquarters. So I walk out to the guard desk, and it's the same girl there that busted this guy for the weed. 
So I tell her, hey, there's no reason for termination on this guy's paperwork. Is it for the weed? She says, oh, uh, no. Actually, we caught him jerking off in one of the administrative offices upstairs. I mean, I get that a 12-hour shift is a long time, but for God's sake, use the bathroom for something. (laughs) They said he was just laying flat on the floor in the middle of the office with the lights completely off. I guess someone walked in on him and found him cranking one out. Dude should just claim sex edition. Play that rehab card again. Uh, That's pretty good. God damn. Thank you for that, Ryan, and thank you, Chet. Yeah, you're welcome. Man. Fuck him. <laughs> That's, That's a, weird. That is weird as shit. Don't jack off in the in the office. You never jerked off at work? Never. I've done it many times. <laughs> I mean, do you work from home or something? What the fuck? <laughs> no, so what happens is I am uh, often... I sure hope none of my coworkers listen to this. Oh, shit. <laughs> I don't think they do. I don't, do don't you know. really jack off in, at work? I mean, in the bathroom, but... <laughs> There are times when I'm left completely alone. <laughs> and it's like, well, I got nothing to do. That's horrifying. I got 20 minutes to kill. It's in the ba- It's a one-person bathroom. Like, That's there's no horrifying. <laughs> are you fucking serious? Wonder. Jesus Christ. I have not once ever jacked off outside of my living domicile. Oh, I am. Mm. <laughs> yeah, are you fucking serious? Are you fucking with me? Who knows? <laughs> Jesus. I feel like that's a true admission. That's disgusting. I got Hey. That's you get, disgusting. You get some fire nudes at 4 p.m. and see what happens. Fire nudes? I just fucking close my phone because I don't want any of my coworkers seeing those fire nudes. Fair enough. I mean, goddamn. <laughs> you fucking just jizzing all over the toilet seat and shit. Oh, I spray it everywhere. Rim. I actually have a funny story involving that. Oh, um, no. Back, uh, I have a bunch of friends from high school, and back when we were in college, there was a young fellow that we knew as a kind of a suave gentleman, and he would come over to my friend's apartment and hang out often. There would be periods of time when he would disappear into the bathroom for about 20 or so minutes, and everybody assumed that he was just taking a shit, and he was, he was coming over pretty often at a certain point, and he would do it every day. Okay. So... There was a little slit under the door. Mm. They all got really fucking high and decided to see what he was actually doing in the bathroom. So they go over to the bathroom and they look underneath the the crack in the door. And there's enough space between the crack in the door and where the toilet is that you could make out what was going on pretty well. Yeah. So he's got one foot up on the toilet and he's cranking one out. (laughs) He's cranking it out. God damn. He's just doing it. And he's got no pants on. He's just doing it in their apartment, in their bathroom. And when he comes out, uh, they, of course, walk away from the door. They're like, oh, this is fucking disgusting. He walks out. And one of them goes into the bathroom. And they see a little bit of cum on the rim of the toilet. Come on, man. And they, they promptly tell him to never come over again. God damn. Ever. Because that's disgusting. That, yes. Don't jack off in other people's houses. Don't. Yeah, don't. Come on, y'all. Fucking disgusting. It'd be <laughs> all right. Look, it would be it would be different if you're fucking somebody in somebody else's house. Well, yeah. But beating beating your meat is a one person activity, and that can wait. It better be able to shit. That's a one man game. 
<laughs> Excuse me, you're playing a little five on one. <laughs> <laughs> Chat, today's been a fucking tiring day. Um, so here's here's another IT nightmare story. Oh no. We have one person in the office who doesn't respond to tickets in a timely manner. Part of the problem is we are in the same office. They come into the office maybe about once a day for one or two hours or so, and then they're out in the field doing whatever they need to do. And understandably, they're pretty busy. And, you know, far be it from me to pressure somebody into doing something that they don't have time to do. I completely understand that. One thing that will kill me, though, is when you yourself place a ticket and you don't respond to my response to your ticket. Oh, I hate that shit. And I don't know what's wrong with this person. At first, I thought all of the dumb people in the office had left because, of course, there's only there's only so much room in an office for dumb people. And one of the dumbest people that I had ever met had left. She didn't know how to attach things to emails despite having done it for five years. <laughs> and she, there was just, I think... She was very pretty, and I assumed that people had done things for her all the time. And she was just used to having people comply when she would ask for things. But not with me, because I'm not thirsty like that. <clears throat> not in the office, anyway. <laughs> so this lady uh, is nowhere near as cute. She's just, I don't know what the fuck she's doing. <laughs> so today... She responds late to a ticket, right? One ticket at first. It's maybe 10 a.m. Sure. 10 days ago, I responded. 10 days ago. And typically, when when somebody puts in a ticket, I will respond right away. Sure. And my expectation isn't for everybody to respond right away. Like I said earlier, you know, you're busy. Respond in a timely fashion, and I won't get annoyed. But 10 days. And she comes into the office. And she's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry, Denzel. I'm so sorry. I'll get on it. And I said, look, I've talked to you about this three or four times already. You you need to step your game up. And she was just like, oh, I'm so sorry. And I was just like, don't apologize. Just do it. Just fix your shit. And what does she do? She doesn't do it. Naturally. She, places, she reopens a ticket that I closed that she didn't respond to just to say, Oh, this was taken care of. Yes, I know it was taken care of because I took care of it. I don't know why you're <laughs> responding to this. Nobody else was CC'd on the ticket. And finally today, one of the dumbest things that I've ever seen in my fucking life came across my beautiful brown eyes. She says, I got this error message when posting this to our CMS. She didn't use those words because she doesn't know what a CMS is. <laughs> She, she says, I, I, got, I got this error message. I got this error message. And I look at it. You'll never, you'll never fucking guess what it says. Tell me. It says that the post was successful. God fucking damn it. I just, I sat in my chair baffled, <laughs> right? I'm just staring, I'm staring at my computer screen, like scrolling up and down from the screenshot that she sent in. And I'm like, okay, there's got to be something here, right? There's got to be, <laughs> yeah. there's got to be. Like, I, I must be missing something. <laughs> yeah, right? I'm, I'm reading it. I'm reading it. I'm reading it. I'm reading it. There's nothing else there. It says that the post was successful. <laughs> it says the post was successful, Chet. 
How does she have a job? Because, okay, uh, luckily I don't talk to my coworkers enough for them to even know that I have a podcast. Never mind to know that I have a, that I live somewhere. They don't know shit about me. They don't know my birthday. They just know I come into the office at varying times during the week and come and go as I fucking please. (laughs) Now, she is the president of the company's former daughter-in-law she's the father of his son's child or she's the she's the mother of his son's child yeah yeah so presumably there's some nepotism there because she's always been dumb as bricks there have been instances where she she doesn't turn on her laptop and she says my laptop's not working now let me tell you something that takes the dumb cake the the cake of the dumbest things that has ever been done to my knowledge. So I put a laptop and a key fob in her office mm-hmm. for her to give to a new employee that she supervises. And how she became supervisor is apparent, but why is not. Right. And so what she does is because she works at the desk that I place the stuff on, she places the things on top of the trash can on top of the trash can and she just continues working and of course she leaves the office so the next morning the janitorial staff comes in and throws the laptop away along with the key fob and so this happened about two weeks ago right and she comes into my office and she says oh Denzel I left my laptop at home I need you to put in your the the Wi-Fi information on my laptop and I say hmm okay I'll do that this once but you need to make sure you bring in your laptop in the future so I find out that she's she's gotten her laptop thrown away two weeks ago <laughs> yesterday okay and I say I'm I'm I want to punish her I want her to pay for the fucking laptop that she lost. Yeah. I want her to pay for it. And of course my boss is like, well, we, we, we can't really do that, Denzel. And it's like, no, she signed a fucking form allowing us to charge her for the laptop that she lost. So like, well, that is the president's daughter. And I'm just like, all right, fuck out of here. It's, it's, it's things like this, <laughs> right? Working in IT that make it such a fucking nightmare. Yeah. Why the fuck? Fuck, would you allow somebody to continue working in the office when they have no cognitive ability at all? Like how she has a child. How does that child stay alive? How is she able to feed that child? I'm hoping she has a nanny. (laughs) I'm praying that somebody else is taking care of that fucking child. Because if she is as dumb as she is in in the fucking office, then how can she take care of any fucking kids? She'll leave how, the kid in the trash. God damn it. How can she start her car in the morning? <laughs> how how can she lock a door? How can she even look at her phone? How can she check her phone for anything? How can she do anything? How can... How can... How does she live? And I know I go back to this a lot, but how the fuck does she breathe? Does she know how to... How, does she know how to shower? Does she know how to bathe herself? I've, I've met people that legitimately have Down syndrome who are better at thinking than she is. God. She is so fucking stupid. 
and working in IT, when you when you're confronted with people that you have no recourse against who are just doing dumb things, at least when I worked in Hollywood, there was like some recourse in that like if you don't like somebody, you don't have to see them anymore. We'll just have somebody else get on those tickets. And that's yeah. completely fine. You don't have to talk to this person anymore. We don't want an issue with HR. Here it's like how the fuck do I not interact with you ever again? (laughs) The most upsetting thing to me is it's not even working with dumb people or having to deal with dumb people. It's dealing with people who aren't trying. Yeah. It, it takes such minimum effort not to be stupid. Like let's say getting a laptop thrown in the trash two weeks ago when maybe a day after it got thrown out, you could have gone into the trash can and gotten your shit back. But no, because it's been two weeks and the garbage is picked up twice weekly, Mondays and Fridays. That shit's gone. Yeah, it's fucking long gone. And it's, it's almost a situation where I just really wish that I could fucking punch her in her fucking face. Because, look, man, I love working in IT. I just hate dealing with end users. And here's another tidbit for you guys at home. If you work in IT, dealing with vendors is quite possibly the most frustrating experience ever. That's unexpected. This morning, I call AT&T because I need an additional 800 number. I need an additional toll-free number, rather. And these motherfuckers, I swear to God, I spent two whole ass hours on the phone with 10 separate people who just constantly bounced me around to different departments. Oh, you need to call this number. Well, no, I just called this number. They transferred me to you. Well, you better talk to them again. Oh, no, you don't talk to us. You talk to the people who transferred you to us. And I say, well, no, they just transferred me to you. Let me talk to your manager. No, you can't talk to my manager. They'll have to call you back. Well, fuck. Who else do I call? We'll call this number. Okay, so I called that number. No, we don't deal with you at all. I don't know how you even got this number. What are you doing? <laughs> well, okay. Can you transfer this me me to somebody who I can talk to? Well, here's their number. No, I'm not going to transfer you. Wait, this person just transferred me to you. Why are you telling me to call them? It, it's just this infinite loop of just me wasting my fucking time doing almost nothing. It doesn't even sound like something that should be difficult. No. It, yep. sh- it should be, hey, pay this money and you got it. Yeah. That's that's why I figure they assign sales reps to accounts. Because if you're working an account, you can just call your sales rep. And in theory, they should be able to get whatever you need done done. Right. And... They took a sale, the sales rep we had off of our account because that person no longer works there and didn't reassign anybody to it because we don't spend enough money. Yeah, well, shit happens. <laughs> Which is completely understandable. Yeah. I, I get that. Yeah. But if I'm calling and I need to talk to somebody and you tell me, this happened last week, by the way. I, I went through about three hours on the phone trying to figure out what 800 number belonged to who and where where I can add another one. And they say somebody should call you back in 24 to 48 hours. And when nobody fucking calls you back and there's no accountability for that, I get so angry. Yeah. This is something that I promised myself I would start doing. When I get a sales call in the office, if somebody's asking for somebody who doesn't work for my company anymore, I'm just going to fuck with them. Oh, man. I get a call from one of their sales reps asking for somebody who no longer works for the company. And 
I ask them questions like, hey, is this a sales call? Well, this kind of sounds like a sales call. <laughs> and he says, well, that doesn't, that's immaterial right now. Is your old coworker there? And I say, no, he no longer works here. And he says, well, you should have led with that. And I said, maybe you shouldn't be a dick to people you're trying to sell things to. <laughs> and he says, listen to me, sir. We do not talk on the phone in this manner. We do not swear at one another over the phone. I will be ending this call right now. And so I tweeted at NetApp. I said, yo, I had a real bad, real bad call with one of your salespeople. Let me know who it is so I can fucking fight him. <laughs> I'm going to do that every single fucking time God I have yeah. a bad experience on the phone. Because I... Working in IT is sometimes one of the most frustrating things anybody can do. Especially when you're dealing... When things are out of your control. Yeah. Because I love being in control of my entire environment. So I can do things that don't require having to wait for other people. I hate waiting and I'm not patient. See, shout out to Jay-Z. Yeah. yeah big pimp and baby. I, fu- I fucking hate this part of my job. I hate it. Deep breaths. No, fuck that. You, you <laughs> cannot count to 10 me. Shout out to big Sean. You it's, it goes back to what I initially have a problem with people who aren't trying. These are people who aren't fucking trying. It just, Maybe put in a little bit of effort. Don't don't raise your voice at me over the phone. Change your fucking tone. Uh, maybe know things about your job. And all I'm asking you is just, I don't know, if it's a sales call, tell me it's a fucking sales call. If you're trying to sell me something, sometimes I'll sit and chat with you for a little bit, depending if I have time or not. Yeah. If you're an asshole, I'm going to call you an asshole. And if you don't give me your first and last fucking name so I can look you up on LinkedIn, find out where you stay so I can come to your crib and beat the shit out of you, <laughs> I'm tweeting your company. You fucking piece of shit. Fucking cowards. Fucking coward. God damn. That's it. I'm done. Shit. All right, Chad, you got anything? Yeah, actually, I have a... Um... I was talking with Tater and Rory. Ah, shout outs. If if I'm mistaken or if I'm forgetting anyone, my apologies. But I had a conversation a couple of weeks ago. And you reminded me of of a tale. So this was Anime Expo 2014. There were a few stories that came out of this night. But... Our hotel room was at the, it was at one of the main hotels at the con. So our room ended up being a party room, which isn't usual for my group. Usually we are adjacent to the party room where we're like in and out of there, but it's rarely like in my room. Long story short, the party starts popping pretty hard. And one of the dudes that's rooming with us, we're going to call him Bradley. He invites a bunch of friends over. Now, we barely knew Bradley. He is actually a friend of Lyle, who was rooming with us. <laughs> Shout out to Lyle. Shout out to Lyle. But, yeah, so they were rooming with us. And so Bradley brings all his friends over. And we don't know any of them. They're, they're a bunch of kind of fuckboys. Actually, one of them's real cool. But one of the people he's with brings a beer pong table. Now we're in a hotel room. It's not an especially large hotel room. Plus there's already like 
15 other people in here. We're like, yo, there's no fucking way y'all are playing beer pong in here. Just take it outside or something. They took it literally outside, right outside the room. These dudes is playing beer pong in the fucking hallway. Fucking hey, what idiots. It Oh, my God. It, I mean, it was hilarious. Because, <laughs> like, people would walk outside and be like, are those dudes playing beer pong? Yeah, yeah, they're uh, they're not with us. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, we get a noise complaint, and but it was enough. It was a, probably multiple noise complaints because they actually sent someone up, but it wasn't security. They sent like just staff, so they just walk out and they're like, "Oh hell no! Oh fuck that! We're not calling security. We're calling the cops." <laughs> oh shit! So these dudes. They run to the door. They're like, yo, the cops are coming. We got to go. So everyone just gets the fuck out of there. They pound all the beer. They fold the table up. They put it in the corner. People are hiding in the closet. Everybody else just fucking dips. Those cops never came. It was, we, we had like 30 people out of there in less than five minutes. It was the cleanest getaway I had ever fucking seen. That's good shit. It was, oh man, it was incredible. So during this time, now that everyone's kicked out, we're like, okay, well, we should, we should probably give it a sec before we uh, really, before we regroup. So let's see what's happening. I had been hollering at this girl during the con earlier. I got her number and I'm like, hey, what's good? You want to, what do you go up to? And she's like, oh, I'm going to get dinner at IHOP with a couple of friends. And I bring my roommate. He wasn't my roommate at the time, but he is now. Because he was also like, yeah, sure, I'll grab some dinner. Now, I didn't even have my wallet on me. I'm like, this, I'm not going to eat. I'm just here to holler at this girl. So we get on down there. And she tells me there's going to be 11 people total. So that's nine of them, the two of us. I ask for a table for 11. They say, give it some time. They take about 40 minutes to get there. And they were closer to the IHOP than we were. But that's another story. But they roll up with about 15 people. So now there's 17 of us instead of 11. But they give us this big ass table where it's more like a really long horseshoe shape with the, with uh, all surrounding a table. So we actually all did manage to fit. But I sat next to the girl. I'm like... Sick. And she's currently cosplaying as a pirate captain. And I'm currently cosplaying as an extremely drunk man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and uh, so we're chatting it up. It's real loud. You know, they're all getting food. And this guy, Matt, he walks up and uh, he crawls under the table. And Matt is known to be uh he's an intense fuck boy uh he's the kind that'll he'll be in your dms 20 seconds after he meets you deep in there got 10 dick pics on deck all ready perfect lighting oh he's ready next to the cocaine next (laughs) to the beer bottle yeah next to the laundry detergent no but the dude's short but he's ripped to shit so like he, he's always shirtless because he's got to show off his body 
So he uh, he crawls under the table and comes right in between the two of us. And I'm like, fuck. This table's too loud. There's no way to have a three-person conversation here. You are talking to the person next to you. No one else. So I'm sitting there now that I've been cut out of the conversation. And I'm sitting here drunk. I don't have my wallet, so I'm not going to eat. I'm like, all right, now what? Then I get a text from someone saying that I need to come. I need to help Connie because she was feeling sick. And that's another story in itself. But now I had a reason to leave. I'm like, I still kind of want to holler at this girl, though. So I'm like, all right, yo, Matt, come here. I'm trying to go with the pirate captain. What about you? We competing right now? He's like, yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. All right. Well, what you think? Think you got you got a shot? He's like, I don't know. I'm like, yeah, me neither. She's kind of hard to read. She's like, or and he's like, yeah. All right. Well, good luck. So I just sit there and think on it for a second. I'm like, you know what? I'm not getting anywhere with this. I really do need to go. So I should, I should bounce. So I'm like, yo, Matt. All right, look, I got to go. You know what? Good luck to you. Have it. Hats off. Godspeed. Hope you hope you get laid. And he's like, whoa, whoa. I thought we were competing here. I'm like, dude, I, I got, I actually need to go. There's no way I can talk to her right now. It's, it's not happening. And he's like, but you know I won't be able to repay this debt because the guy was about to move to China. So I'm like, dude, fuck it. Call it a parting gift. This is my parting gift for you. This is your going away present. And he's like, oh, man, thank you. Like, I, all right, I'm going to get this. So I announced the table like, yo, hey, I got to go. You know, my friend needs me. Well, kicker is being a... As drunk as I was, I was speaking very loudly. The whole fucking table heard me this entire time. So as I'm leaving, the girl's like, oh, really? You got to go? Is that what's up? What's the parting gift? Who's it for? I'm like, oh, uh, fuck. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I ruined everyone's chances of getting laid that night. Hell yeah. <laughs> Cock block everybody. <laughs> fucking glass. Glass it. Glass the entire event. Just- you're all done. Scorched no one's earth, getting like tonight. Scorched earth. Fuck y'all. Yeah. Fuck them. Also, while I was in the middle of cock blocking everybody, turned out Trihex was up in my room and I didn't oh, get to meet him. Yeah, I met that guy once. He gave me his number. It was real weird. That's At Evo, the first time I went, I saw him in the lobby. Uh-huh. And he, when we went up to that room with Connie, yeah, he was supposed to come up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he just, I don't know what happened. Yeah. As soon as Connie left, I was just like, (laughs) all right, Chad, I'll see you later. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, I I spoke to him this last Evo. He called me a sexy hungry box. Nice. And then hungry box one Evo. So, you know, do with that what you will. (laughs) Hell yeah. Yeah. The fucking fuck boy out here crying on stage and shit. <laughs> and Armada's sitting there all fucking mad. I would have. I'm waiting. Has anybody ever gone King Kong at the end of Evo, torn off their shirt and started banging on their chest? Ooh. Fuck Supreme. <laughs> fuck Supreme. No, but it, when I win, see me. <laughs> okay. 
I'm, I'm going to be waiting for it. I'm also going to be the next guy to walk on stage shirtless and challenge Chris G. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to play for your soul tonight. Oh, jeez. Voicemail. Hey, Chet. So this is Sofa Man. I heard you were a graphics designer, and I'm, I'm trying to start up a new show here. So I was wondering if you could make me like a, a, a graphic for it. So my thing is that I'm a sofa and a man, like I'm a transformer. So like my vehicle form is like a sofa, and then my human, my, my robot form is like a, a robot with like cushions and shit all, all over him. So if you can make that, and then like give him like a big, like a really big dick, just like, just like sticking out there, <laughs> like big, just a big dick. Um, and like, not like an actual dick. It's like a, it's a, it's a dildo, right? And it's, it's, it's like, you know, a robot electric dildo that like some girl has just like left under her couch cushion. It's now just become part of me. Cause that's, that's my superpower, right? Is that like anything that people leave under the cushions of their sofa is like part of me. So like, so I got this big dildo. that's like my dick. Right. And then I've got like a lightsaber. That's a, that's a TV remote. And then like a scarf that's made out of receipts and I've got like maybe a maybe like a gun or something that shoots all of the loose change, or maybe it's just my arm is like a cannon that just shoots uh, loose change everywhere. So if you could make that by like uh, Monday, that'd be great because I gotta get this I gotta get this out real quick for my new show. Um, I can't pay you I can't pay you till like six months after my show starts because I don't have the money right now. But um, oh, my show will be starting in six months. So you'll get paid like a year from now. Um, but I need that. I need it by Monday, cause cause I gotta get the sto- show started for all the promos. So if you could do that, that'd be great. Thanks. Shout outs to everybody out there demanding that people work for exposure. That is the best. That is my favorite form of payment. Exposure of the indecent variety. We'll we'll get you exposure. You'll have great exposure from this work. Fuck out of here. If I needed exposure, how did you find out about me? Right. You already got enough exposure. Fuck out of here. I fucking hate working freelance sometimes, dog. It's the fucking worst. I used to do freelance graphic design. Spoiler alert, I was a really shitty graphic designer for a little bit. And I still do shitty graphic design. Come see me. And I I swear to God, man. Some people are so fucking stupid. One of the last times that I did any freelance work was when I redid an entire catalog sent it to somebody and they refused to pay me for it and i said what the fuck this is exactly what you asked for and they said no i wanted you to be creative and i said no you literally told me to remake this book so you could just print it out again so you could redo it and they were just like no that's not what i asked for I was just like, oh god i'm gonna fucking murder you luckily i mean even then even when i was that was when i was like 19 20 even then it was like well, I did undercut a lot of prices. I did offer to do it for two hundred, mm. whereas like it was a thirty-two page catalog, uh-huh. and I should have been charging like maybe five or six for it. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, there's there's always going to be starving college kids or like people fresh out of school who are willing to undercut because they just need the money. They just need something on their on their resume. But I mean, that, that's. Once you get good enough, you don't have to take those shitty clients or like they will want you to work with them again and be like, fuck out of here. You didn't pay me enough. I don't. Yeah, I do good work. That's why you need to pay me more. Yeah. Get off my nuts. (laughs) I had a client for a while 
that um, she was doing like a dog basically urine testing for cancer or some shit like that. And I had her for six, seven months. Mm -hmm. That shit was cool. She was super cool until she offered, asked me to do her website for her for $30. Oh, I was just like, fuck out of here. You paying me 30 bucks per flyer is cool because now I can afford beer money. There you go. Or now I can afford beer. But outside of that, dog, you need to fucking slow yeah. your goddamn roll. Yeah, nah. There was, a, there was a client that Denzel actually got me that was, it was a couple and they made these children's activity books. And basically, they just wanted me to to design the cover and then pretty much do the layouts for all of the pages. And it was a pretty thick book. And it paid like uh, $250, which comparatively speaking is nothing for the amount of work that was involved and the time frame. But I was still in school, so I couldn't really turn that down plus the scope of the project was much bigger than they originally made it sound but they started out okay aside from the workload but as we continued to work because they had a bunch they had a whole line of stuff so once i proved that i can do the work they're like oh well why don't you help us out with all this other stuff and i guess they didn't think i was working fast enough because anytime or i don't know really what their reasoning was but at any time we would be working on something that had a tight deadline, they wanted me to do it at their place. They had a nice place. They would feed me, whatever, all that. And that's all fine. But they wouldn't have their shit together like the day of. So I would go in and say, hey, we're going to work on this truck book. And I'm like, okay, cool. What do you need in the truck book? And they said, oh, we have some new layouts or we need you to fix this page. And I'm like, all right, fine. And it was a couple. It was, a, it was a married couple and they would sit there and argue about the fucking content while I'm there. And it came to a point where I had to tell them straight up, like, yo, if you're going to call me here, now you're on my time. Get this shit together on your time and you don't have to pay me to be here and wasting all of our time. Get it? But I also wasn't paid hourly by them, so I guess it didn't really matter to them that much. No, it didn't. But at the same time, here's here's a hot tip. And I know the the show's going the show's gonna keep going. Fuck it. <laughs> keep the tapes rolling. What something that I saw the question from oh, you know what? The question from Mellowed that you had answered on the yeah. subreddit. Yeah, yeah. Uh he was basically asking about breaking into motion graphics. Above all fucking else, if you are doing freelance work, if you're doing any kind of fucking work, make sure that people respect your goddamn time. Yeah. Even even if you're not hourly, make sure they fucking respect your I'm time. I'm going to say especially if you're not hourly. Especially if you're not hourly. Because what that does is it ensures that people have their shit together. Yeah. And if you can't charge them hourly, if it's just flat rate, make sure you say up front, you have X amount of hours to have this done before I start charging you more, right? Like if they're if they're paying you 250, say you have 10 hours of my time for $250. So if if you can't get if I can't get 
what I need done done in 25 hours, then I'm billing you more. Yeah. Make sure you phrase it like that. Yeah. Because the the last thing you want is somebody watching you design. Oh. The lady that I was talking to you earlier about where she um she was basically doing the urine tests for mm-hmm. animals and shit. She was serially wasting my time. <sighs> She would want to get on Google Hangouts and watch me work. Similar to that couple that wanted to see you work. Yeah. And what she was doing was just dictating where she wanted things on the page. Yeah. And look, that's all well and good. She was paying me hourly, though. Oh, yeah. So. That's not so bad. Like, I would be sitting at home. She'd be paying me. And I'd say, like, look, after you've got four hours of my time for one day, two times a week. That's it. That's it. If you want beyond that, I'm charging you way more. Yeah. Because after a certain point, I'm just moving this thing three pixels to the left, one left button push at a fucking time. That actually brings me to another point when it comes to doing freelance graphics. When you're working in a company, it's a little different because you have other people that know what they're doing. When you're working directly with a client, you are the expert. They are the amateur. They can tell you, hey, these are our colors. This is what we need, yada, yada. But when it comes to a design decision, you are the expert. You're the person who does this shit. They're the ones who come to you. So if you got to tell them, no, this looks bad and it is bad, tell them straight up. They have the final say because they're the ones cutting you the check. But don't be afraid to push back when something looks bad. Because if you can't put your name on it in good conscience, then it's not something worth that's worth doing. No, not at all. If you, if you're doing work that you're embarrassed about, don't do the fucking work. Yeah. Period. Here's another tip. And this is, this comes into like kind of a gray area, but if you're looking to build up a portfolio and this works especially well with graphic design, offer to do work for trade. Yes. And when I was doing graphic design, when I was doing a lot of graphic design, it was mostly ads that I was doing for people. They would trade me whatever goods or services they offered for my service. So one thing that I did that was super popping was yoga, right? Hey. I did I did a flyer for a yoga studio and I got 10 weeks of free yoga. Hey. And oftentimes what they're willing to trade you for your work is worth so much more than the money you would have asked for yeah. for it anyway. Yeah. I would have asked for $30 for that flyer. I got $100 worth of classes or however much they cost. Hey. It was fucking tight. And don't don't be afraid to work quote unquote for free, right? Just make sure people are respecting your time. Now, when I say work for free, I don't mean spend tens of hours working on something if something's going to take you like 30 minutes don't be afraid to do it for free yeah and if i cannot understate doing things for trade but never ever ever go for that fake economy money shit that people have going on where it's like trade dollars or whatever fake fucking money they have so you can go and you can pay other people in this fake money that are part of this weird fucking community Uh -uh. never do that Uh -uh. ever (laughs) i've never had anyone attempt that with me 
Yeah, I, I have. I have. Is... When, I, when I was doing work for trade, somebody offered me these trade dollars. Oh, fuck out And I was here. just like, no! It, it, there's no way that I'm going to drive out of my way to go do something for somebody for this fake fucking Monopoly money. Uh-uh. You fucking kidding me? Either give me whatever service you offer or stay the fuck away from me. This fucking Monopoly money bullshit. You can't buy anything good with that. What am I going to do? Go buy fucking patchouli oil from the <laughs> farmer's fucking market when they're open once every Thursday? Once every first Thursday of the month? God damn. For two hours? You fucking kidding me? Get the fuck out of here. That's so dumb. It's it's really stupid. No. Yep. And also, I don't have any advice on courting clients, but don't expect anything good coming from Craigslist. Or any yeah. of those fucking freelance work aggregators where people bid against each other for work. Oh yeah, I don't, I, I don't think that's ethical. I mean, I get it, I, but like any any work that you have to compete just to get the work, I think that's bullshit. Yeah, because you you can have you know forty people bidding for a client that you know pays a com- a normal rate. If it if it was like. Oh, you're bidding to get this Nike ad, but it's getting your firm $200,000. That's an entirely different story. You're working for a firm. That's a lot of money. But this is, oh, design my logo for Luigi's Pizza Shop. It pays $100. And you have 40 people working on this bid. That means 39 people just did free work, all of which is worth, according to Luigi, $100. That's $3,900. For free that he just got. Yeah. And if you're you're specifically talking about when you have to create the work prior to getting the work. Yeah. Never do that. Never. Not once in your fucking life. Ever do that. Unless it's an absurd... Unless it's a very high profile client, which you could make a lot of money on. Yeah. But But most cases, you're not going to be in that position. They're going to ask you for pitch ideas. Like if if you're bidding for a big contract, they're gonna solicit pitches, yes. not completed work. Yes. Because you know what? Large companies respect your fucking time. Hey. They say, Oh, well, we know you're busy, so what are your ideas for this campaign that we're doing? Right. And what do you think it'll cost you? And in most cases, for for very high profile pitches, yeah, you're gonna have some artwork done. It's not gonna be the complete thing. It won't have, you know, sound design. It won't have everything with it. But you're going to show them something. And if you don't get it, then you know you might still have profile portfolio-worthy work. But you're also probably also already in an ad firm and you're getting paid regardless. Yeah. So you're not actually wasting your time. The, the company invested that time. Here's another tip for you for graphic design freelance work. Just make up a portfolio with fake products in it. Oh, totally. Nobody, literally nobody's going to check. You yeah. can just say all those companies went out of business. Nobody, Nobody's going to know. Nobody's going to care. No, no. And, and especially as a freelancer, as a student, what I, like we know that people do that. You know, it doesn't matter. The point is that you're showing off your skill. And if you have good creative ideas, yeah, doesn't matter if the company's real or fake. Yeah. And also, when you start pulling in actual clients, you can just repurpose those designs for those clients. 
Boom. Just change the colorway. Who yeah. fucking cares? Just don't show them certain items in your portfolio that you think might work for their company. Yeah, keep a vault. I have yeah. plenty of unused designs that are just ready to go. Yep. That's it's worthwhile. Just keep shit on your backlog. Yeah. Working working in IT is different for freelance work because a lot of that work depends on word of mouth. Mm. Whereas somebody's going to see your design, they might ask somebody else who did that design and they might direct them to your website where they can see all of your work. Whereas with IT, what you're doing is essentially you're going in, acting like a mercenary, doing one very specific thing. And if that one thing doesn't work, you're fucked. <laughs> Whereas with graphic design, you can you can kind of, you can go in, you can re, like do iterations of things. Yeah. In IT, typically with the timetables you're giving, you get one shot. <laughs> get ready for your chances blow. The opportunity Let's comes once in a lifetime. Time. Shout out to Eminem. All right. And God damn it. I just have so many nightmares from fucking doing freelance graphic design work. I might start doing work for trade again because um, that might be worthwhile. Yeah. Like if there's a gym or something that needs some stuff designed. Get some free shit. Yeah. That's, it's a great way to get more value for your work than you would expect. Oh, yeah. People are so much more willing to, like, you know, if you work for, like, a card shop, yeah, they'll give you $500 because worth of stuff, real t- retail price, because they're getting it wholesale anyway. So it's less money for them. It's more value for you. Everybody wins. I did I did some design for trade work for a weed spot in Oakland. Oh man. That shit was pretty cool. <laughs> I don't smoke weed like that, but they offered to send me a bunch of shit and I was just like, no, nah, it's all good. But it, it was it was cool because I still have that shit sitting around. And you know what? They never used my design. So uh, I can repurpose it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Good shit. Yeah, man. I don't know. This uh, we fucking ripped on that for a little bit. Eh, we had things to say yeah definitely so you know what respect your time most of all yeah anyway thanks everybody for listening again we're doing the live show on april 22nd at 11 a.m pt pst pdt um yeah you can follow me on twitter at that denzel you can follow chet at bushido brown sd excellent you can follow the show at X Real Nerd Hours. You can hop on the subreddit at realnerdhours.reddit.com. No, Shout out to Soul Memories. Yeah. Uh, you can give us a call at 413-SAVAGE-1. Savage. Leave us a voicemail. You can ask us anything. Um, we're going to have a guest on next week. Yes. His name is Eric. He's in a band he's in a few bands he's in a few bands he, he works does, for a video game company he does game development stuff yeah he's um i as soon as you mentioned the band that he was in i suddenly realized that i knew him although oh. i had met him at that party that you had had at your place yeah and i had no idea who he was but as soon as you told he looked really fucking familiar yeah but i just couldn't tell where he was from but now i know yeah yeah. All there right. you go. Well, thanks everybody for listening. We will see you next Thursday. Y'all have a good one.